0: Welcome back for episode twenty-five, a Focus Fire chat recorded live on April sixth, two thousand sixteen, on Twitch.tv. A big shout out over to the chat over here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host Blue Crew eighty-six. Alongside me, we have a man who has found himself back on the road, yet unable to just let us record a show without him being a part of it. Justin Sane o five one six present. Next up is a third member of our Merry Little Band, someone who is as excited for the return of FLCL as he is about the growing number of payin' memes, Steeman Willie Beeman.
1: KPB with you, my children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the topic of today's chat is going to be a discussion of the Black Garden. Before we get into that, however, I do want to run through some just some quick notes. Our last chat was the second episode of our Extra Lore series covering the basic storyline of Elder Scrolls. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats as well as links to all our various other pages. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes or through our email at focusfirechat at gmail.com to let us know how we're doing. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who were unable to participate. Next week's chat will be a discussion about the light and the darkness from within Destiny. With that being said, let's go ahead and dive into what we do
2: know about the Black Garden. So, the Black Garden. At last, the heart of the garden has been destroyed, its stranglehold on the traveler released, our light brightens. But the power of the vex is not broken. Look into the vault, guardian, for it is said to hold the powers the progeny were meant to bring forth. That's a quote from the speaker. Um. So the black garden's kind of this in between place. I I would I don't want to get too far into it right now, but I would think of it as extra dimensional rather than uh, lost in time, like the vault. What do you guys think?
0: Well, and I know I know the chat we talked a little bit about exactly what the black garden is because it's not really you know up until well i guess after the black garden technically in the line in the linear gameplay but up until this point with our chats we've all been talking about you know the the physical universe and then the netherverse or the throne world or the ascendant realm whatever you want to whatever label you want to put on it and the black garden is kind of a A third option, and I know we'll get into more of this because there's a lot of aspects of the Black Garden and especially the Vex and the Black Heart that were very, very central to a lot of the conversations that we had. And in every conversation we had in the chat, it seemed like they were other. It wasn't light and dark. It was other. It wasn't physical or psycho mutable. It was this, you know, like what you said, an extra dimensional pocket universe that's kind of outside it's not physical, but it's not it's not entirely dominated by the will like the ascendant realms were for the hive mm-hmm. and that and that's a very prevalent theme that we you know we kept we kept coming back to that in the chat and i and we we'll, we'll probably we'll definitely get into you know a bit of that when we start talking about the the ideas that the chat had and the theories that we kind of came up with but i would agree i would think that it's an extra dimensional pocket universe i think is one of the better descriptions that we saw
1: <laughs> Willy, what well... you well, the way I look at it, you know, um, Lakshmi doesn't use the term interdimensional or anything of that nature. She refers to it all as timelines. Um, I think the Vex look at it the same way, especially when you look at the Vault of Glass. You know, Atheon sends you through time. That's The Vex's main thing is time. Um, I would say that this would probably be like Vex Throne World confirmed. I'm gonna say that, yeah. Vex Throne World confirmed, not really, but uh, you know, you have the. I guess we're gonna get into the different subtypes of the Vex. Who's
0: yeah, in I there, think
1: we're a little, what doing a little bit. later.
0: Yeah, I guess. I but mean, going to so I, off I the, pretty
1: much agree with you guys.
0: I mean, going off the timeline, I I, I can't remember if it was was a coed who said. I, well, you'll probably recognize, but he said like the timeline thing. He had a really cool like mental example or mental analogy, I guess, is, you know, if you picture time as a river, right? You know, it's, it's flowing one direction. The black garden is almost like you took a a glass and you filled it with water from that river and then you set the glass back into the river. And so time is passing by and it's technically moving within the glass, but it's not part of the overall river outside of it. You know it it's still comprised it's still present, but it's not passing in the same the same process. It's not it's not processing things the same. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like does that um, I mean would you would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I, I could agree with that, you know. And that, that would lean more toward the pocket dimension, mm-hmm. so to speak, or pocket timeline, um, whichever term you would prefer to use.
0: So, Justin, you got anything to throw on there
2: before we... Yeah, no. Well, one thing I want to ask is... Uh, so, we're talking about it being extra-dimensional or kind of a in, in, its own little, in its own little envelope of time. Are we thinking that it actually exists in the same space as Mars? Um, the only reason I ask is when you see the skyline in the Black Garden... What rock formations and mountains are you seeing? Are those Martian rock formations and mm. mountains or I would,
0: you know, and this was and you know, again, we're probably gonna get more into de- into detail on this one, but yeah. it, it always seemed like before before you it it's a it's a it's a mixed bag, you know. You you can't really say I can't really say it's part of Mars, but it's not because the other thing that's that's crucial to the black garden as much as what it is is what is its intention you know um the the same capacity as the vault of glass you know the, the, it's a, it, it's not a it's not a vex structure it has been a it, it's been taken over by the vex you know this was another thing that the legend's card that we're about to get into kind of kind of shares with us is that it's not really a VEX structure in the same capacity as the vault of glasses, but at the same time, the VEX have that they have inhabited it, right? They are using it. They're utilizing it to do something. And with that, without really understanding the purpose of it, you know, it, it's one of those things. And you, I don't know. That's, that's the fun thing about the black garden is you don't know.
1: I mean, well, that's another the, thing is other races end up wanting it. Right. You know, we, we want to contain it, of course, um, keep it in our – oh, I, I, Cora had a great quote about where – I want to say she said we wanted to keep it in our dement- – she might have used the word dimension even. I don't think she did, though. Um, but I want to say who all went in there other than us. Um, we had one of orc's shades in there. Tevis. He was there. Tevis was in there. Um. And, of course, he ran into bad guys that finally took out the oh-so-great Night Stalker. Um, so, I mean, you got – everybody wants it at the same time, even though nobody knows what the hell it does exactly, except for the Vex, of course.
0: Well, um, I, I, would, they, I would even posit that the Vex don't understand it. That's why they worship it.
1: Well, well they don't worship the Black Garden itself. Well, they, they worship they, the what heart. it housed. The heart. Yeah one of the many things that our great guardians have slain that oh, no others yeah. could
0: even that is questionable as if that was a wise choice but in we we will also touch on that too because that's one of the things because the Awoken, you know there there's a lot of connections to the black garden and there it's it's definitely there's there's Definitely tendrils that connect to a lot of players inside the Destiny universe from the Black Garden. And there are some piece of people who have pieces of the puzzle that others do not that we have glimpses of. And so well and one of those one of those pieces is the legend, the Black Garden card, which gives us a it gives us a vision from Pajari. Now, Pajari, you know most of most of people will recognize Pajari's name. If you don't, Pajari was a warlock. Many people believe him to be a Thantanaut because of this card, actually. And the Pajari actually has um, he, his name pops up a lot, or her name. I we don't really know, but the name pops up a lot, and one of the pre- pre- prevalent places that it pops up is on this card which is about the Black Garden and also Pajari has a position about what the darkness is and I'm going to kind of touch on that after we read this so real quick the legend the Black Garden says I am Pajari these are the visions I have had of the Black Garden the traveler moved across the face of the Iron World it opened the earth and stitched shut the sky it made life possible in these things there is always symmetry Do you understand? This is not the beginning, but it is the reason. The garden grows in both directions. It grows into tomorrow and yesterday. The red flowers bloom forever. There are gardeners now. They came into the garden in vessels of bronze, and they moved through the groves and rivers of thought. This is the vision I I had when I leapt from the shores of time and let myself sink. I walked beneath the blossoms. The light came from ahead, and the shadows of the flowers were words. They said things, but I will not write them here. At the end of the path grew a flower in the shape of a ghost. I reached out to pluck it, and it cut me with a thorn. I bled, and the blood was light. The ghost said to me, You are a dead thing made by a dead power in the shape of the dead. All you ever do, all you will ever do is kill. You do not belong here. This is a place of life. The Traveler is life, I said. You are a creature of darkness. You seek to deceive me. But I looked behind me, down the long slope where the blossoms tumbled in the warm wind and the great trees wept sap like blood or wine, and I felt doubt. When my ghost raised me from the sea, there was a thorn cut in my left hand, and it has not healed since. Okay, so, real fast, there's there's a lot... To get into on this one, and i'm going I'm gonna try to keep it rather straightforward just for the sake of time um, Pajari so okay, it's not going to be fast. Pajari is there's an interesting rabbit hole about the the term the term pajari, not the name, the term um a pajari or also known as an archaka is a Hindu temple priest. The word comes from a Sanskrit Hindi word "puja," meaning worship. Now, these these people are responsible for perform, performing temple rituals, including puja and arti. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing this. Um, and taking care of murtis, pajaris are mainly drawn from the Hindu Brahmin caste. Both men and women can be pajaris, so it's it's not there's not a, a segregation imposed on that. And there's a fun fact here. The RT is a Hindu religious ritual of worship and it's a, it's a part of the puja in which light from wicks soaked in ghee which is I guess purified butter or camphor is offered to one or the, one or more of their deities. And RTs are also referred to songs sung in praise of the deity when lamps are being offered. Now so it's it's similar to you know our favorite term pan but it's also really interesting because if you see Pajari as a
1: Thantanite... term, term sir, <laughs> don't get don't get me started, Blue.
0: Well, the the interesting thing for me here was, and, and yes, that that was kind of interesting as well. But it, it, the the actually the more interesting thing is, if you look at Pajari as a sun singer, he or she is literally lighting themselves on fire in praise of the deity that they represent that they you know praise the sun they they are literally a song to their deity they are lighting themselves on for they are performing an an arti to the sun
1: praise and, the sun
0: and the <laughs> thing about that is the name of this character is pajari now what's also really interesting is that one of these and so I you know as i usually do i kept going down this rabbit hole one of the more popular arties is um one which is dedicated to all deities and it's called the universal rt and i'm not even going to try to pronounce the hindi name but within that rt for a sun singer again thinking reading this from the perspective of a sun singer and it's from a guardian more importantly Some of these lyrics are really, really interesting. Uh, One of the lyrics, one of the, I guess, stanzas is, Thou art an ocean of mercy, thou art the protector. There's another one that says, You are the one unseen of all living beings, the lord of all living beings. Grant me a glimpse, grant me a glimpse, guide me along the path to thee. And then the last one that I found really interesting was, Friend of the helpless and feeble, benevolent saver of all, lord benevolent saver of all, lift up your hand and offer me thy refuge at thy feet. Which, again, going back into the mode of thinking about this from the guardians, the the you know, the in game guardian's perspective, that's kinda of exactly what the traveler's doing. Is there it's offering refuge at the feet of this benevolent savior that is also giving us this power that the sun singers are literally performing an actual RT to by lighting themselves on fire once they are filled with the light or purified light, so once they are filled, they are able to ignite themselves into a song of praise because they are sun singers.
1: You to... gave me the greatest pain theory tonight, Blue. Thank you so much. <laughs> but I mean, I, and, and I, I mean, but
0: and I mean, yes, I I totally knew that was where that was going to go. But at the same time, is that not just like one of the coolest little rabbit holes? I mean, that's not even that's not even exploring it to the full depth. That's just a very very quick glimpse at just the name Bajari.
2: Yeah, or and not, that that name was not an
0: accident. No, oh yeah, no. I mean, there's then there's so much more.
2: You don't
1: you're you're for also forgetting the Bajari to way ratio, right? The amount of time Warlock's been planning battles compared to the amount of time titans plan
2: uh, winning them not so. reaching things on the top shelf <laughs> hey, hey you leave my t-rex <laughs> well, arms alone buddy
1: so, so sorry our space magic doesn't just flow through us five feet in front of us it's ridiculous
0: but so you know and there's there's also a really clear connection between the vision and a uh, segment of the Dark Tower series and we will get into that later unless you guys want me to get into that right now. Um it's it's a very 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 big parallel and it's one that any time anyone who has read the ending of the Dark Tower series has walked no. into the dark no. the the no. Black garden You'll see.
1: If you ruin it for me after convincing me to
0: I won't ruin it. It's not know, it's not the no, ending. It's not you. the it's not the ending. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil anything. It's an aspect at the ending. It's an it's just seriously an aspect of the ending. It is not the ending. Though the ending is okay. The ending's
1: more connected to the dark
0: deep stone crypt than this. Why,
1: why am I feeling like Admiral Akbar right now? <laughs> it's a trap. Poor poor guy. <laughs> moment of silence oh, rest for in his peace passing.
0: So let's continue. <laughs> but so basically, as a as a note here, the vision describes something that's very very similar to a an area within the Dark Tower series that's called the con the kan ka No Noire, and it's the the uh, I have the translation later down on my notes, but. It is the red fields of none, is what that translates into, and we'll we'll definitely get into touch because we talked about that actually in shadow bit. But the other the other thing that you have to keep in mind about Pajari is the Pajari position. Now the Pajari position is a description of the darkness that is actually one of the one of the many popular positions of the darkness. And that position describes the darkness as a both as a force with both physical and moral presence. It's an actualization of evil. So. So the Pejari position is detailing a detailing the darkness as both a force of physical and moral presence. Right. It's it's an actual actualization of evil, which, again, going back to. The name Pajari would be very interesting because a Pajari is a priest. And who else would come up with an actualization of evil as a description of the darkness than a holy individual? I mean, I'd almost expect something similar from Saint-14 just because of the name. But Saint-14 didn't have these, these almost borderline religious visions that Pajari is describing about the Black Garden. Now, the other cool thing about the vision. We know that the traveler now according to this vision. So in in the realm of this vision, let's just take that for what it is. Yeah. This the traveler is moving across the face of an iron world and it opened the earth and stitched up the sky. It made life possible. And it it's it's in it's in it's intriguing here because it says that it is not the beginning, but it is the reason. So the chat kind of, I don't, I don't know if we actually ever came to a really big disagreement, but, or big, a big agreement on this, but it's almost like the traveler didn't really, it didn't create the garden as much as it, it created a holding place for the garden or the black heart or the heart, I guess, technically. Would you guys agree with that reading of that
1: um, uh, to a point? I mean, I kind of always envisioned the black heart not being there until after the traveler is crippled in the battle with the darkness. Um, that was just me personally, how I always portrayed it. I didn't get to catch a chat that much because, you know, adulting, mm-hmm. but when I do hear that theory, uh, and you look back to um, the Fundament, it's quite possible that some along those lines could work.
0: Well, and we know that the Traveler can terraform things very quickly. I mean, Eris 1 witnessed yeah. the terraformation of Mars in moments.
1: They, they themselves were filled with light right. at that. in those moments. You know, change them forever
2: so actually uh something interesting about that something interesting about that wording when it says that it stitched shut the sky Mm -hmm. i i read that exactly as um creating atmosphere um just like you said terraforming but an interesting one about opened up the earth um do you remember the comments by i think it was maya um in the ishtar collective cards or the ghost fragment vex cards they were discussing whether or not the spire on Venus was um something the vex brought there mm-hmm. whether or not it was latent and I think it was chioma had the uh had the theory that maybe it was latent seated in the seated in the planet's crust, and then the traveler awoke in it for lack of a better word so um that that's actually pretty maybe the black garden always existed, and well, the traveler just like you said i mean. Yeah,
0: looking at the growing thing. That's the other thing is, the the traveler or the the garden is not just and and the other thing here is that we get the we get the the acknowledgement that the garden is not just physical; it's also temporal. It grows into tomorrow and yesterday, which to me kind of points to the Norse mythos of Yggdrasil, which is the crossroads, and we kind of talked about that as well. the The tree with three roots that span the past, present and future under which the norns which are also three figures who are also responsible for the you know the manipulation of time in order to determine the fate of mortals the uh that mythos is very very prevalent here as well you know you have you have entities you have you have quantities of 3 in a lot of segments of the black garden that we experience and then yeah and then there's the the flower, right? And there's a lot of I mean there's there's a there's a really fun theory that I've heard that connects Pajari to Dregden Yor because of this. Because it says that it's a thorn that cuts and bleeds him of his light or her of his light. And that the the thorn cut never healed. So there's there's a there's a theory out there that Dregden Yor is Pajari. Now, anarchy yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> cause mass chaos with that statement. But that and it's just a theory. Just a theory, but the, the connection to that is literally the fact that there was a thorn that, that
2: slashed open. Yeah is Actually pan. a very very inventive theory because what? when I'm reading the Pujari cards, my mind is so far from Dregden yours. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm,
0: but I mean, red flower, rose thorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it it's it's a it's a it's a reach, but I think it's a interesting one. Um I mean that and that's and and then there was there was a you know a a fun little chat about if this was a simulation within a simulation, you know, going back to that whole Vex simulating the universe and everything. A dream or a vision like this would it be a simulation within a simulation if
2: that theory was the case as well, which I don't really buy into, and then, and then the top it never stopped spinning; it just kept going and going. going. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) now real quick, my only argument with the whole Pujari being Dredge and your theory: um, one, it seems like the tower isn't afraid to say Pujari's name, right? And two, Pujari seems more like a warlock that's obsessed with the Vex a little bit. Kind of like Osiris, like you know an Osiris point five mm-hmm. then Osiris is Osiris 2.0. Um, and then now I always i can't get the it's probably because the artifacts, everything points to him being a hunter end game. I for, and game that always see dredging yours a hunter, yeah.
0: except for the beta build, which was a warlock. that's
2: that's exactly what they want you to think yeah. Willie. oh no, yeah,.
1: <laughs> Anyways, you mean the
2: the <laughs> little thing no. on,
1: on the card <laughs> that, really that no hey hey real
2: quick <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, go, no, ahead. we're gonna go we're gonna go <laughs> yeah. all off sorts on this one no go for it justin you you had mention- no, you had mentioned uh um and this just kind of hit me when you made this comment, but you mentioned the black garden as being a uh, simulation within a simulation, mm-hmm. or were you speaking about the the vision his vision his vision? Okay. yeah. Well, it's it's really kind of unrelated to that, but what if the the Black Garden is tied to VEX simulations and it's just a test server?
0: Yeah, and we, we toss uh, that idea around a little bit. The, the thing that I keep going back to is that I don't think the VEX created the Black Garden.
2: Yeah, it that, kind of goes I back think, to that old uh, because that old we also we go unquote. back to how Justin
1: did that. That was beautiful. <laughs> hey, Blue, you know how you were talking about this thing? <laughs> it had absolutely nothing to do with that. But this is what I'm thinking about yeah, right no. now.
0: But the, the response to that is the Vex didn't create the garden because they because in the vision itself it, it labels them as. I mean, I read the comment about the, the gardeners within vessels of bronze and rivers of thought as the Vex because vessels mm-hmm. of bronze is the warframes that they walk around in, and the rivers of thought that would be Radiolarian fluid or the network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, I did have a question from a friend of ours, Bell Bunny. So hey, Bell. I'm going to deviate real quick on this because it was a really interesting little trivia fact. So when you're playing on Pantheon, you know the little, if you ever recognize these things, I don't know if anyone ever pays attention to them, but there's these little cubes that roll around, that swim around. Mm-hmm. They call them Vex Ducks, is what a lot of people apparently call them. they um, I've been asked what those would be within the lore of the game, because it seems like they are some... I mean, they're all there. And they're, you know, it's like a bug, but it's not a bug. It's a cube. Um, There's actually two... There's two theories. There's two schools of thought on this. The first one is that these are... Miniature data collection units um, that roll around and collect data and then plug back into the network in the form of the Radiolorian Rivers of Thought or connection to the network in some capacity and they, you know, download the data that they collect. Yeah, it's a good one. I actually don't ascribe to it. I actually am more of a fan of the second one, which is that these are incubation pods for Radiolorian fluid. Because within the Grimoire cards, we understand that the Black Garden is kind of a, a central hub for a lot of the Vex, um, and what better place to incubate potent, in like future generations of this Radiolorean organism than at your home? And so, that's actually my response. Is I think that the theory is that these are incubation pods for Radiolorean f- fluid plankton babies i don't know what you would call that thing but it's it's a it's a
1: i would call them vex seahorses.
0: vex sea horses there you go that's what <laughs> those monkeys. are vex no 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 wait horses.
1: no what are the no what are those other things um oh hell everybody had them at one point when they were a kid sea monkeys sea monkeys.
0: sea monkeys that's what they are vex so sea monkeys. Bell, that is your answer yeah. that is your answer I, from the focus fire team they're I don't characters. know. No, Justin <laughs> agrees with monkeys. us. He just doesn't know about it yet.
2: I kind of use Milky those things monkeys. as the vex equivalent of the little remote control cars on Star Wars that just kind of randomly drive down the hall. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, and that's and that is one of the theories is that they're a data collection unit. Like that, they're just. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was just they. Someone she she legitimately asked me that, and I was like, you know, I'll I will I will answer that. So while I'm talking I'll about help. the, the rivers of thought.
2: I like vex sea monkeys better, but you know yeah Belle, I'm actually impressed because yeah. when I'm in Pantheon, I'm way too busy getting my face shot off at every So given they're, opportunity they're, your choices are
0: they're either the vex equivalent <laughs> of a mouse droid or they're vex sea monkeys, so moving on the uh the other the other big <laughs> piece of the vision here is the fact that the ghost flower um calls calls this a place of life, and that you are a dead thing made by a dead power in the shape of the dead, and all you ever all you will ever do is kill and that kind of goes back to the future war cult view of the guardians as us being nothing more than killing machines, which you know. The pretty accurate. They are not the only ones to make that comment. Um The queen's brother makes that comment as well. And, you know, he's like, Oh, you're going to take the battlefield to the garden. How unimaginative. Um, And we talked about that a bit in chat as well. And so it, it was, it was an interesting piece there too. And we'll get, we'll get into, I have a, I have another theory that we'll get into on that one too. Um, So that will actually bring us – I do want to give a quick nod to the Shores of Time because this is – when he says that he leapt from the Shores of Time and let himself fall, I'm pretty sure he's actually talking about the literal Shores of Time crucible map because if you've ever been – Which is on
1: Venus, I'm pretty sure. Right, it is. Isn't
0: it? Well, it's on – yeah, Matmon's. It's on Venus. Venus. Yeah. If you've ever defended point yes, B so. on that map, you know how easy it is to slip and fall. <laughs> so, leaping from point the control point B would be a very effective way of killing yourself to let yourself have a vision. Um, and then there is also a very interesting tie-in to a ghost fragment for the Ishtar Sink. And the important thing about this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really read it. But the important thing about this is kind of harkening back to that concept of a pocket universe and then also concept of the Traveler as a a Dyson sphere and the garden. There's a theory that the garden is a, a portrait of something within the Traveler. Um, read Ghost Fragment Ishtar Sink. It's a very interesting card and it talks about how you can create miniaturized worlds and they uh they find basically they find a box, and the box just holds renderings of every habitable world in the galaxy
2: and is that the red powder
0: yeah, yeah, it's the red powder, and if you look at the really if you look at the red powder very closely it's got etched outlines of continents and islands and everything, and each of these pieces of powder, which is a sphere, is a planet, and some of these and we know and like they know some of these worlds, and so they don't know who. Is delivering the message, but they don't know what the message is other than it says the message is the minuscule nature of the box's cargo. It's the image of 100 billion worlds barely filling two hands. And so that's, it's just a, it's another mystery card that's really kind of, it's, it's an interesting rabbit hole that I'm not, I'm not going to get into right now. But that, so pulling back out of this one. <laughs> Back out of this rabbit hole. I'm going to I'm going to kind of hand back over to I think we're going to we're going to talk about the stranger a little bit and how there is some connection with her in the um, the stranger's call. So I'm going to hand that over to Willie. All
1: right, guys, I'm not going to get too far into it, but it's the speaker talking. I'm going to try to TLDR a stranger's call. Card real quick. Um, Because we don't have the speaker talking about how. So, once again, (laughs) like I was trying to say before, Blue completely derailed us is that the speaker is saying how, you know, the Ishtar Collective in the Golden Age would do everything they could to study the Vex the best they could. And he feels like we should be understanding the Vex as much as possible as well. And this card also, in my opinion, feels like it kind of shows he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Because he talks about the tales of the Black Garden being where the Vex are born. And that's why it's so important that we find it. And I, I don't really see the Vex being born there. I, when I thought about it, I could see them doing kind of like a what Scolas was doing with the wolves. You know where he's bringing them through time maybe they are bringing soul vex through time and different areas possibly but i don't see it really being the birthplace of the vex or you know being where the soul find a way to repopulate themselves either
0: right unless
1: even as just the subtype you know
0: right unless the boxes are unless incubation periods or incubation pods
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, unless um, unless they are indeed Vex seahorses, then I guess that is a possibility after all. Um, Justin, what's your take on it, dude?
2: No, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think I pretty well echo what you said, Willie.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that was the biggest part for me personally on this card, is how clueless the speaker seems, you know, saying that this is where the Vex are born. As if, uh-huh. you know, they, they go through that whole process, which, I mean, there's always a chance that down the road we find out those little cubes are Vex Sea Monkey uh, incubation pods, in which case, well, you heard it here first. But <laughs> And you can laugh at me for being wrong, but I'm going to say that the speaker was a little off on that, and uh, I, I thought that was the most interesting part because everybody knows well if you get into the vex lore even a little bit that the ishtar collective they they had good times with the vex yeah so
0: yeah on that note understanding of the night it is ghost fragment mysteries and it says from a red space before victory i bear an old name it cannot be killed they were my brothers and sisters, and their names were immortal too. But Titanic came, and now those names live in me alone. I think, and think is what I do. I am alone. At the end of things, when the world goes dim and cold or hot and close, or it, tears, or it all tears apart from the atom up, I will shout these, those names defiant, and past the end I will endure. I am alone. They made me to be stronger than them, to beat the unvanquished and survive the unthinkable. And look, look, lo and behold, I am here alone, survivor. They made me to learn. Everything died, but I survived and I learned from it, from it. Consider it the power of Taitamak, world ender, and consider what it means. I met it at the gate of the garden and I recall it smiled at me before it devoured the blossoms with black fire and pinned their names across the sky it was stronger than any everything I fought it with aurora knives and with the stolen unfire of singularities made sharp and my sweat was earthquake and my briar, breath was static but it was stronger so how did I survive I am alone I survived alone I cast off the shield, and I shrugged my shoulders so that the billions fell off me down into the ash. They made me to be stronger than them, and to learn, and I learned well. It is alone, and it is strong, and it won. Even over the gardener, and she held power beyond me, but the gardener did not shrug and make herself alone. It always wins. I am made to win, and now I see the way.
1: I think the TLDR that one will be like a battle between the Rasputin in the darkness, and then him talking about the, the traveler as well. I right. think we came to a pretty, pretty much yeah. a conclusion on that pretty quickly.
0: Um, yeah, and you know, I think this is also a kind of a nod. You know, I've always kind of read this as a bit of Rasputin kind of. You know, in the same way that the Vex learned sword logic, this is kind of Resputin reading or learning sword logic in his own way.
1: Yeah, he yeah because, he's boasting about it a little bit. Well,
0: I mean, the, the piece that kind of clues, I mean, well, there's a lot of pieces that kind of clue that in. But the piece that kind of solidifies that to me is this, this statement about how he cast off the shield and he shrugged his shoulders so that the billions fell off of him. And that made him stronger. Like they made me to be stronger than them and to learn. And I learned well, and he learned from the entity that they're identifying as it, which is in Rasputin four defined as the flower eater and the, um, and then there's also the, not the comment here about how it devoured the blossoms with black flame, which we've associated a lot with Oryx and the ability to take, Um, the other, the other interesting thing is that when he
1: takes himself, you know, he has black flame in his,
0: right. The, the fist of black flame, but the other definition, it's an
1: easy thing. Yeah.
0: The other definition of it is the queen of final shapes that also inhabits its petitioners. So it is literally the, it's, it's not necessarily the, it's not necessarily Oryx. But I, I mean I would I would argue that it is the darkness of some capacity or even the deep. It's the ability to take because that is the final shape, right? You know, it's it's there's no, something, agree. There's something now, there is something there. Now whether or not it's Oryx, I think you could argue.
1: See, I feel like Rasputin Force should be read right as well, because it's it also talk he's pretty much he's talking to the stranger, yeah. you know, in this card. You know, he tells her, you stand here now and now and now many times, and here I am all in wonder, all in wonder, how you manage it. How do you step forward? How do you step back? How do you step across? Is there a world of a worlds, so a web, and you a spider upon it? And then the next little, you know, he asks her if she's looking for a thread named victory. I think that's kind of like you're saying, respute and learning sword logic. Once mm-hmm. again, he's not worried about survival. He's not worried about saving the people. He wants to find victory, right? Because, well, he
0: says that and he says, help I me be victorious. It. Tell me your <laughs> secret.
2: I've got a question. Okay. Yeah. It says right at the beginning from a red space before victory, he loses in this card. Does he not? Ah, yeah, true. But is the is the he victory does. the fact that he learned from the encounter?
1: You know, it was kind of Rasputin using sword logic, or kind of learning sword logic? And I mean, it was a win for the Vex in their book when they were starting to learn it.
0: Yeah, I I would argue that it's it's a it's a victory as well as a loss because he because in in the mysteries, the ending of the cards, he says, "I'm made to win, and now I see the way." Not necessarily that he has won, but also from a red space before victory. You know, he—it's like I can't—I can't help but to read that as you know, a first-person shooter player. I'm like, you know, when you get injured, you hear the, you see the red haze on your your HUD, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm hurt, and it's—but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I'm dead. It means that I'm hurt. And so, from a red space before yeah. victory, he is made to win, and now he sees the way to win. So he's got a he's now got a strategy to, you know, t- to twist the twist the story a little bit and turn the tables on his opponent, hopefully. Um, and then, you know, that's where we kind of jump into Rasputin Four, where he's like he's confronting the stranger, and. This is where we also, the reason I pulled the, the you know, the reason we pulled the Rasputin 4 card in is because it gives us the definition of the term it. And the it from mysteries is the fact that it's the flower eater, the queen of final shapes, and it also inhabits its petitioners. There's a lot of different, you know, ways you can read that. You know, you could say that is the black heart because of the what it does to the soul progeny. You could say that it is... Akka or the oryx you know one of the taken king or queens or whatever you want it what have you um the darkness you know the deep we know the deep can inhabit corporal forms in the form you know that's what Golgoth is is a corporal form for the deep um you know the formless one we have that guy or you know, thing floating around somewhere out there there's a lot of dark powers that the it could refer to but the fact is is when you correlate that also with Mysteries card, and you get the description of it consuming flowers with black flame, that kind of narrows it down to, to in my mind, that narrows it down to the taking ability, which, again, Oryx is not the only one who Orcs is currently the only one that we have that can take, but we do know that that power came from Akka. Now Akka is supposedly dead but as all of us know the warm gods don't like staying dead you know there's there's still power within them so you know maybe i don't know there's there's a crazy theory in there that you know the the black heart could be the soul of Akka and that is what's going on there so but it it was just Whoa, an interesting hey, connection you're, you're
1: crazy theory real quick um, I like how you pointed out how it took the the ro the flowers with black flame, right? Mm-hmm. And this is Rasputin speaking about it. And um who gave works the power to take? It was the deep or the formless one. Well I think he referred to it as the deep. Yeah. But my point is who who sits in the black garden right now? The Vex. And who if we go by the radioloran fluid, the Radiolaurians being the actual, um, organism, while, you know, the body is just a body, who is to say that the Deep, the Darkness, the Formless One, aren't all in the same thing, just kind of like picture the main villain from James and the Giant Peach, if you would, but it has a voice. And it can speak to people like Toland and Orcs, of course, and the Worm Gods. And it decided to take the Black Garden so that it may use the Black Heart for purposes unknown because we wrecked that bitch.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other thing is, too, that the Black Heart could be argued to be not necessarily the original form the Black Heart could have been taken, right?
1: It, well, it could be how because the I mean, if the Deep at- was actually taking the planet. I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. You have orcs who would take individual beings. If you're the darkness that controls all these beings, especially the stranger who seems to feel like she knows the Vex more than all of us, said that it's an evil that hates other evil. And we all know how it likes to force other evil. Hey, I'll give you power, but
0: yeah, I mean, you
1: gotta go. My,
0: my problem with that. And- my problem with that is that I would argue that the Vex aren't actually evil. The Vex are desperately searching for a way to survive, and we know. I've that. I've thought
1: about that too, but how are you going to call Maya wrong? You, you can't tell Maya she's wrong.
2: <laughs> yes, I can. I just did. I don't think she would I call think- them evil. She well,
1: I think she has a deep hate for, it, especially I think, if
0: I think her hatred for it stems from a personal issue.
2: Yeah, you know, it, like, she's a rather objective, still- <laughs> a, objective individual. Sure, uh, she would, I also she wouldn't, she
0: wouldn't violate the uh, the ethics of experiments at all to check on her wife or
2: anything like that. Oh, she? just no, just would you just give her a break? I mean,
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> Or Um. simulation, wife, you know, to see how they're doing.
2: Yeah, Yeah. or or
0: or like review the the multiple strands of time to see, did we ever make it? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. She's objective. So,
2: (laughs) I just want to, uh, I just want to, I just want to throw this out there. I don't think it is anything because we we view like Oryx, for example, as being very vast in his scope and his scale. But he's still small enough that you can put a name on him right right I don't think cover. yeah
0: yeah
2: and I don't think that it the, the you know whatever you want to call it is small enough in scale to define and put a name on otherwise Rasputin would have done it that he would not have struggled to put a title to this thing he if it was orcs, he would have ended up calling it Oryx.
1: Right. That's so, that
2: so you're is, right. is something, something it's, along it's, those lines.
0: It's somewhat of a formless thing.
2: Exactly is exactly it's where I'm going point. with. That.
1: He he even has a name for the traveler as large as she is. Mm-hmm. You know he calls her the gardener, and or at least we believe that he calls her the gardener. Um, so it, it had to be pretty damn big for rescue to be like, yeah.
2: well, and- we're,
1: we're going to call you it. <laughs> That's who you are now.
0: So, I mean, so yeah. I mean, and Pins is also saying that in chat, is that Rasputin can't quantify it. And I would agree. I think that is, a, you know, by restricting it with a name, that would, well, that would allow you. for it. Because, yeah, and exactly, yeah. you can't quantify entities with paracausal ability, which is the same reason why the Vex were so... Confounded when they when they came into, into the sword world, you know. Remember when, when Crota created the wound and the vex poured forth, and they didn't understand the geometry of the sword world. It was because I mean, the way I read that, and you know, correct me here if that's not the way you read it. But the way I read it is that these these are entities that are they they are biological, but they are very programmatic in their processes of um, of understanding the world and what was happening was they were running into a a reality literally they were rolling into a reality in which it was psychomutable it was not a physical reality any longer and so they would not they weren't able to understand the 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 actual geometry of the world they were not able to understand because Causality did not really exist in the, the sword world as though it does in the physical world. And that's why they started you know creating all the, the stuff. They, they started building because the way they understand their world is they build. Remember, the Vex are not warriors. The Vex are explorers. They are construction units. They have the capability to fight, but all their weapons are derived off of construction equipment. They're basically that. That's what they are. They. I mean, even the Minotaurs are really just basically heavy lifting construction workers. That now they're a pain to deal with because they're so well armored. But the reason of that armor is because of the the construction requirements and the exploration <laughs> requirements that they have.
1: Well. We talked about that on our Vex episode right. as well. How like even their weapons were made for construction. Correct. Right. Um, yeah, they use lasers, but you know it's it's all made for construction. They just so happen to double as weapons, which is handy for the Vex. Um, and uh, we we find that out especially in the garden. Like I want to say it is the soul that. They really get into how they're more for construction than they are for uh, for battle, mm-hmm. but you know it works out. And and then you go into they have the the upper Vex, you know, like the, the mines. mines. Yeah. And w- what are the super mines called? I know we have the Undying Mine, which I'll talk about briefly. But before that, there's a set of Super Minds we were talking about when well, we did the Vex.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, but they're not called
1: Super Minds they're because that would be stupid. Axis. Axis Minds. Axis Minds. Yeah, you know, those are the main ones, and I think the Undying Minds, they're not quite there.
0: Well, the Undying but, Mind is just a singular... It is an Axis yeah. Mind, but it's, uh, yes. it's an Axis Mind that's been passed well, with use,
1: a specific process. Well, Maya, which, in the card... Says we are starting to believe that time is home to the Vex, and somewhere in those unmappable voids dwell their undying minds. Minds. Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, no, no.
0: But access minds, each each access mind
1: represents a sub. She doesn't say access
2: mind, she says undying minds Well, that's our term. Right. And she might have been speaking abstractly about the fact how they're. Right. I also would immortal. point out that she
0: doesn't capitalize it in the same sense that the undying mind you sh-
2: capitalized. You shut th- your face. I, I think the undying mind is a name we gave, gave that me. mind, right? I would, because it's covered in moss. <laughs> uh, well,
1: <laughs> Maya happened a long time before because we of did. Science reasons, you know. <laughs> you know, Maya's time was way before ours. Yeah, right, used. right,
0: right, but I guess I think what Justin and I are saying is that there's a difference in saying undying minds in in there she's talking about the the collective, whereas when we say the undying mind, we are talking about the singular entity that is the hydra body
2: that's. But just it is, what we named that Hydra.
0: Ax- exactly. It is an access mind, but it com- it is a component within the collective that we know as the access minds, which Maya is probably referring to when she says that these minds are dwelling in the time and in an unmappable
2: voids. And access mind is the term we coin, too, right. if I'm not mistaken. Believe, that's I just what, that's what we important. call them. Am uh, I out again? No, yeah, no,
0: that's that's correct. I, I would agree that all these t- t- all these terms are coined by Guardians and the Vanguard and all this, because I mean even, <clears throat> even Cade makes the comment about chasing more vexed minds. And then, you know, that's in the conversation with the undying, on the on the undying mind. He says, Let me guess, chasing more vexed minds. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a confusion of terminology, I think, with, with that, because, you know, Maya didn't well, exist. There's, there's the also the fact the that they
1: bring up our, uh, our favorite warlock in the lore, Osiris. Yeah. Well, they ask about, you know, talk about folks, well, what do you got, Osiris. more Osiris riddles? Uh, yeah. They seem to be the same thing as the truth these days. So <laughs> just, just going to point out there, our boy Osiris. Um he did it before it was cool. He he called them undying minds before it was cool. Yes, he did. Yeah.
0: But I mean, and so within within the undying minds, we have the soul progeny, right? They were not the undying minds, the god now, so you have me all turned around. The Axis Minds, we have the soul progeny. And the soul progeny are.
1: I turned blue around. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so
0: the the soul the progeny are three axis minds which are found in proximity to the black heart. And these three minds actually are named, and they are the primeval, primeval mind, the imminent mind, and the eschaton mind. Now, the interesting thing is these things actually do have some uh, symbolic meaning here. The primeval mind represents the past and the beginning of time. The imminent mind represents the the present at any moment, and then the eschaton mind represents the future and end of world now, and like I said before at the beat start of this whole thing the pro this progenies actually do seem to be somewhat of a nod to the Norn mythos, which is represented in the it's from the Norse mythology. Because each of them represents a piece of time. However, the the separation here that it that needs to be noted is that the Norn mythos they don't segregate each of the Norns out. The Norns are portrayed as a trio as a, trio as a whole. They are never it. You can't say that the old Norn represents the past. The young Norn represents or the. The middle-aged Norn represents the future, or the present, and the young Norn represents the future. You can't you can say that, but to say that would be incorrect because all of them together are the Norns. They are not separated; they aren't able to be separated. Much like no. the progeny are, the progeny are very now, much hold on separated. There. Now they're not. Now
1: I used to watch cartoons where there would be an old man time, and every New Year he'd be passing on his banner to a baby that's that had the a norm. New Year banner on. That's him.
0: the old man mythos different, different mythology.
1: I think the difference, sir.
2: No,
0: it's not. It's not. So the, Norns, the Norns are three ladies. Just real quick on.
2: Three,
0: the Norns are <laughs> three ladies. Progeny.
2: Um, are these the only access, access minds that don't inhabit a Hydra platform?
0: Uh, technically no. Um, which, have, which other have, one is there? We have the gate Lords, um, we have Zydron. Uh, is a, they a actually
2: qualify lord. as access minds?
0: They are registered as access minds, according to Ishtar uh, okay. Collective. And according to, I think, the Grimoire, I think, actually has them registered as access minds. So we have Zydron. We have Atheon. We have the Overmind Minotaur. We have the Prohibitive Mind. Uh, Gorgons. Maybe Gorgons are Quodron. actually... Quodron. Uh, Quodron is a gate lord. Um, Theosion. Theosion which is the restorative mind is a giant Gorgon looking thing, Hydra. And then uh, the Gorgons themselves are usually considered access minds as well. Even I would kind of argue on that one, but I can see why because they're so
2: powerful. Sekharon maybe?
0: uh, Yes. No, Sekharon's a Hydra. Nexus minds is a Hydra body. So actually, Uh, actually the undying mind Sekharon and the Templar are actually the only access minds that i 'm seeing right now that have hyperbodies it 's actually the minority for them
2: okay so that 's my misconception right. always... well and i think it's in, i think it 's in one of the
0: i think it 's in the Templar or the saccharon that we were reading that it said that a lot of access minds now these are the only minds that we 've encountered just i mean also no there. These are only the ones that we've encountered, so it could be that a lot of the access mines are actually probably Hydras because of the the uh, processing capabilities that that model allows. but mm-hmm. for the I mean for the progeny, coming back to the progeny, the reason they're in the minotaur like bodies is because they actually aren't built they weren't they weren't designed to be um, command nodes. they were designed yeah. to defend. They, 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 they were, des- they were designed specifically to serve the functionality of whatever it is of the Black Heart. Now, some of them, you know, there's, there's a theory that we had about whether or not the progeny were meant to actually even be. You know, even be defenders or if they were actually meant to be able to be sent out into the time, you know, one into the past, one into the present, one kept here, and then one into the future to help shape and build, you know, because again, going back to the Vex are builders, they're not, (laughs) they're not really meant to be warriors. And you know, that's the entire purpose of Atheon is Atheon's purpose was to help the Vex worm their way into the calculations and become a law of reality. So it could be that the progeny, and we know that Atheon also does not see eye to eye with the Black Heart and the Soul Progeny, because of that whole you know the submind differences there. And so there's you know there's there's schisms even within the Vex network. Don approaches and you know how to uh, how to analyze things. And so Atheon's purpose is to do the same thing as the Black Hearts and the progeny but their process to get there the the path that they travel is inherently different the soul progeny and the soul divisive are definitely more oriented towards worship whereas you know atheon and the hezen are kind of more almost pragmatic i would make an argument i mean they're not they're, they don't really worship in the same sense um and so there's there's that entire theory as well. But the other thing and I think this was a comment from Ikora, was that the uh there is a there is a thing to note that it it strength this is the the indication that the black heart is not at full strength because he can or it can only uh activate one at a time, right? Instead of it being threatened and so, instead of activating all three and just like smashing the threat, it has to activate one at a time. And each time we act, it activates it. It's it's becoming weaker, right? And so, and we can see that because when we destroy the last one, when we destroy the last progeny, the black heart dissipates, and we are we are slung shot back onto Mars. And the game ends and everyone, you know, goes home happy. Except not really, because then we ignore it and we go make out under underneath the bleachers with the stranger. But the um
2: There's an image.
0: <laughs> but I mean so
1: I like it.
2: <laughs>
0: um and that and that's the, the big thing with the progeny is that it is a it is a nod that the black heart is not At full strength, which I think Ikora also says is, you know, she says when endangered, the abomination activated these vessels and defended itself. This tells us that it was threatened. Whatever it was, guardians could harm it. And it activated only a single vessel at a time. Its strength was limited. Whatever it intended, it was not ready yet. We must assume the abomination was part of something greater, and we cannot flinch from the terrible obvious comparison just as the traveler acts through us, this power was able to act through its own servants. Let us be wary; there may be other abominations and other vessels. So, and that's and that's you know.
1: Could the, you imagine how crazy that mission would have been if all three of those just I you know started up at the same time and start teeing off on you? Nope. 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 Nope.
0: Nope. Nope. <laughs> so. Yeah, it would be it would be a very different mission. <laughs> it would be a very different mission. So, but I think, it'd I mean, be more
1: like a game of Frogger, well, except yeah, like three really, D Frogger, it where it you're really just
2: trying to not die. That's the whole game for me. <laughs> 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 okay, so do we want to go on and talk about the Soul Divisive?
0: Yeah, let's touch on the soul divisive. I think, I mean, just as the same, I mean, the soul progeny are very important, but the soul divisive are equally Mm -hmm. important because, you know, the soul progeny were just the three. The soul divisive are (laughs) all the others.
2: Yes, and these are our mossy folk. Um, (laughs) Beyond the towering meridian bay gate lies the Black Garden, adrift in time and space. And within the, the garden dwell the vex of the soul divisive, frozen in rapture. These are the vex that are praying to the progeny and the black heart, and they awaken when you disturb them, and uh, you have to fight them before you fight the progeny in that mission. Um, we have precious little insight to the divisive's behavior. They seem, to be, they seem central to vex actions in the solar system. The garden is cl- clearly a place of enormous power. Legends and scant field reports all indicate that the divisive vex behave religiously. Why would a a hyper-intelligent, time-spanning thought mesh exhibit religious behavior? The answer seems as obvious as it is chilling. If the vex found worship and devotion more effective than any other behavior, they would adopt worship. Whatever the vex found or made in the garden, it transcends even their power. So so we don't I, we don't know who's speaking there right. by the way, but I I have a strong feeling it's Ikora. Yeah,
0: a lot of the vex cards seem to be from Ikora. Um, I it. Mm, <laughs> I'm trying to find this real quick because there is a theory that was thrown out in chat that actually touches on this. Ah, <clears throat> oh, here it is. So. There there was an idea, you know, a conversation about what what is the garden morally? Is it good or is it evil or is it light or is it dark? And like I said at the beginning, it was kind of decided that the garden is this third option. It's it's neither. Um and we know there's a lot of clustering of threes in this game. There's the analogy of the three queens from Toland, which is the one that kind of ties into this 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 particular theory. And in that theory, Tolin lays out an, an analogy of three queens. Uh, the Queen of Armies, which we kind of are reading as the hive or the darkness, the Queen of the High Tower, which is in this one kind of a traveler of light, and then the Queen of Law. Now, the Queen of Law is I'm I'm just gonna read this from the quote. This is from Max from the chat, and it was really well said. So I'm just going I'm literally just gonna read his his words, and he says the law has been the same since primeval, imminent, and will be for the Eschaton times. If they wanted to manipulate the law, they might turn to worship if that's the way to best manipulate it. If they want to extend the law into whatever they want in order to change it, the progeny would be ideal. The law is perfect. Any deviation is seen as a violation. Their worship would be to destroy or remake anything short of that. The law is calculated, and any uncontrolled variable res- result in imperfection. The law... Is the evil that despises other evil? this also kind of harkens back to the the legends card, and if the vex are modeled after the garden, especially in thought, so you know let's let's also touch on the fact that the theory is that the vex are born in the garden. you know the speaker says that in the stranger's call we talked about the the sea monkey theory. If the vex are modelled after the garden and thought, this would explain their hatred of us. The garden sees us as evil, dead things, risen to kill. We have one purpose: is to destroy things. And then also, if they see the black heart as the queen of law, which to them they wouldn't probably register that, but they have this this un this night. It's not immoral, but it's amoral. Understanding of what it is that is supposed to be followed and that that process says that we are evil then it's no wonder that the vex are so anti us now the whole in this whole thing is that the vex really don't seem to care about the guardians up until like we start killing them Like, they didn't, they, they, we don't have anything to do with the Vex up until we actually, we actually throw ourselves onto the Vex's awareness in the game. I mean, the tower has, the tower has one problem that's the fallen. We kind of know about the Cabal because of the exclusion zone from the Awoken, but the Vex are just kind of doing their own thing, you know, duking it out with the Cabal. They really don't really care about anything that's going on on Earth. So that's the one, that's the one issue with this whole theory that i keep seeing but other than that i think that it actually makes a lot of sense and i'm kind of curious what you guys are thinking about that as well
2: um no i was as far as whether or not the the garden is evil good whatever um i kind of view it as something that was at one time beautiful and uh it was kind of befouled or ruined by the formless one and Yves stumbled upon it and took to worshiping the Black Heart. Um, I I like the the idea of the triumvirate because so much of Destiny's imagery and themes and everything really is based around threes. And if you really think about it, right now there's two forces. There's the known um light there's the unknown really largely darkness and then there's that third slot to fill why do Um, do
0: we need to fill the third slot justin
2: we need to fill the third slot i like it when imagery (laughs) matches things (laughs) no i just because because
0: what is three plus three plus three it's nine, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. No, I just – I'm wondering if the, if the force that was in the Black Garden in its original form isn't that third force. And if it's not a question of good or evil, or we just view them like natural. And we'll get into this next week, a whole bunch with oh, light and darkness. But what if it's more of a natural – Force than it is an unnatural perversion of some moral code, you know, that we view to be good and evil. Well, it is rather uh, uh, just a naturally occurring phenomena,
1: right? And I two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah, or and three I,
2: sides of the same three, three sides coin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, it's a pyramid coin,
2: I
0: think.
1: I think Illuminati I'm confirmed gonna,
0: more more Corey? She uh, she referenced the black garden as a bellwether of sorts in the balance of the universe. Okay. You know, kind of uh, a neutral. The and the way she was saying was the red flowers. She called them poppies. I I don't know if I call them poppies because I can't find anywhere they just are described as flowers. So if I um if I missed a connection there, please please let me know for poppies but um because there's a lot of symbolism behind poppies believe me, well i think there's uh, a visual go read, thing go read wizard of oz and understand the poppy feels but um uh, well the uh the I mean, red flowers belong to those who influence the balance is what she was she read it as
1: yeah not bad yeah
0: very nice which um, leads back to the dark tower
1: i, I was kind of on par with justin um my take on it though is when you look at the books of sorrow the way that the worm gods anyone who is influenced by the darkness that writes in that book talks about how you're the the traveler's a liar you know um mm-hmm. it's it's foolish to go toward the light it's the wrong way our way's the right way so on and so forth. And you look at the way that the garden talked to Bujari, it does kind of remind you of how the deep thinks of the light, which, once again, it just points to two sides of the same coin. I'm sorry, three sides, the same of the Illuminati Pyramid coin, but. I just thought that was something that I felt should be pointed out. Right.
0: No, go for it, go for it. uh,
1: No, I was just going to say that's just how I felt about it. It does kind of seem like the deep influences it, Mm -hmm. but like we're going to get into next week, there's not really saying that the darkness is necessarily evil. Right, and I I
0: completely was going to say that, too.
1: I actually believe that some of them use the light against us, but we'll get into that next week. Right.
0: Well, and the other thing too, is whenever we're talking about the legends card, which I'm sorry, we keep coming back to the legends card just because it's, it's such a rich source of information. But the other thing that is to me, what stood out was the way that the garden spoke to Pajari was very reminiscent of the way Rasputin speaks to the stranger about, you know, there's nothing more stubborn than a corpse and, you know, their, their powers grafted to a frame that they don't understand. Like that, that actually was more, what stood out to me was the deep actually sounded more like Rasputin's view of the guardians and the light than anything else.
1: But actually, when you point that out, you, you see that, yeah. And yeah. In that card, the guard does speak a lot like Rasputin. That's that's a very good point. So uh, the Vex prayed Rasputin confirmed <laughs> that just happened.
0: Well, and I think no, I know there was a I know there was a couple comments about yeah, how the black heart was course, kind of but- how the the black heart was kind of like a Vex war mind, which I you know, we have a whole host of reasons why that probably won't isn't the case. Um, But, you know, going back to the worship concept, you know, we know that the worship was taught to the Vex by Aquaria, which is the Blade Transform. And that was from its experimentation on the worm larva that it captured from, you know, its encounter with the hive. And they, you know, processed it took the information and it it, it basically derived that, Hey, worship is going to give us more power. So here's the subroutine to my sub minds and go. And then that's where that information got disseminated into the, the VEX network. And, you know, Hey, here we are now. We're have worshiping machines, which exactly is what, you know, Icora was just saying was, (laughs) why is this thing worshiping? What, why are they worshiping? Um, and then, and so there was. I'm trying to think if there was a. I mean the, the connection that I see with Quaria Blade Transform is we kind of talked about this, but I think this is probably going to be more like again, we're going to transcend more into next week on the conversation about the Taken and the Blade Transform and the impact on the, that terminology. But, yeah, I don't. I don't know if. I like the theory because it wraps it up really neatly, but I also think that there are a few holes in it that would, that kind of make it not as strong as I would like it to be on the queen of law. So.
2: Yeah, that's definitely, definitely a good theory. I like the way it, I like the way it arrived there for Sure. (laughs) <laughs> for
1: sure for
2: sure. I
1: mean so, I still see I still look at it as like the deep is where orcs learned how to take so why wouldn't it make sense that the deep itself wouldn't take the garden for its own purposes maybe its purpose was just to have the vex worship it there you know without orcs murdering them mercilessly because yeah, he can't.
0: I, I don't know. Like I
1: just. Nah. Eh, I don't know. It, it's. Don't tell me it's completely impossible. No. 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 It, no. 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 I'm not. I'm not at all. It, I just. It's in I do
0: I just. The. Why wouldn't orcs take all of the vex within the garden? Then.
1: I'm not calling orcs. Uh, no. I'm saying the deep oh, took the garden. Okay. To, to, you know the formless one. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like. This is where I'm gonna place this piece of darkness so that way I can and
0: we do know, spread
1: it right. amongst you know this solar system
0: right, and we do know that the black heart was in some capacity blocking the light from returning to the traveler, so I mean it it's the frustrating when thing I get to type,
1: I can make it sound a lot smarter. But when I got to do these things no, live, no, no, I no, kind of no, jumble words. No. It's, it's, but you okay. get the gist of what I'm saying, right? Right,
0: right, right. It's um, it's just interesting because it's the it's the frustrating thing and the fascinating thing about pretty much everything in Destiny is that we don't really know what's going on. We can only guess, and the information that we have is biased. It's blatantly biased <laughs> from one perspective. Or well,
1: whatever. another thing that I want to point out is that. Pujari talked to the darkness, or I'm sorry, he didn't talk to the darkness, the he talked to the garden mm-hmm. after jumping from the shores of time. And that's on Venus, and the Black garden's supposed to be on Mars. I'm just
0: right. throwing that but out there real quick. That was, the, um, that was the conversation that we had about jumping into rivers of silicone. <laughs> because we were like, yeah. oh, Why would you, you jumped into a river of... Some guys do it all the time, so I mean... Conductive elements, like... Because remember, the Vault of Glass is silica. That's what Radioloreans build stuff out of. So, he jumped into the Radiolorian fluid, basically. Is, I think, what... I want to say that's what the chat was... We were talking about with that whole whole piece. So, that's why he would... um,
1: well, that would bring up the whole, because you remember Kabir, he, he actually went ahead and drank it. Yeah, he had some. You know, he put it yep. in his body straight up.
0: He had some milk stout.
1: It tasted like the sea. <clears throat> For right. reasons. Oh, God, keep it PG. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but I mean that would that would be that would be the explanation to how he could communicate to the Black Garden if he's on Venus if he jumps into radiolorian fluid and radiolorians
2: he's everywhere.
0: He's everywhere. And so his vision is literally he is connected into the vex net he is connected into the vex network directly. So that could be the source of his relig- or his religion, his uh vision right there.
1: Well, yeah, and we have the a bunch of Warlock pieces that talk about Pujari living in the swamp. No, um,
0: not Pujari. That wasn't Pujari. That yeah.
1: was Yeah, it was Pujari. That it was Pujari. Prove me wrong, Leonidas. Yeah. Prove me wrong.
2: <laughs> Do it. That was oh. Pujari, dude. I'm telling you. Which pieces were they? It was
0: Albios. No, it wasn't. Um, Five lives of Albios. Oh wait
2: no wait Uh-oh. he what said with a cold dread it. in his voice i'm gonna put a mic drop sound <laughs>
1: <in>. <laughs> pajari pajari literally has tonight, like pajari literally once again been a uh, long day i apologize no
0: no no pajari <laughs> has like the reason i was freaking out is like no it's not because i looked for like everything i could on pajari and i couldn't find anything so yeah,
1: yeah you're um right. Well, there's once again there's the pejorative to weight ratio is my favorite
2: piece ever. Yeah, no, Willie, Willie, if we start apologizing for being wrong, this whole thing falls apart. So I just think we just need to just (laughs) just keep it moving.
1: (laughs) Move along, folks. (laughs) That's
0: okay. So real quick, just to kind of pull pull another trivia. Information. Um, I want to talk about the Batuta gear real fast um, because the Batuta gear has actually it's it's. If you look at not just the word Black Garden, but the word Garden, because this is the only really use of Garden that we have in the game so far, um, you you come you actually come across this really kind of cool piece of armor called the batuta 1.0 now it's a green it's green so it's not like super amazing um actually most people probably don't even register this armor but there is actually four variations of this armor and i i can't help but actually just read this because it's really cool um and i'm going to start at the first version i'm just going to read the quotes off of them so the first version is the first hunters walked where no human had set foot for hundreds of years and then that goes to the second version, which is some of the city's best selling authors are hunters turned travel writers. Which then leads us to the third version, where it says, even the driest desert was once a lush garden. And then the last one is the first hunters were also the first map makers. Every guardian owes them a debt. Now, the reason I bring these up is because, again, the third version is actually talking about a garden. So it's a a thin connection, but you know what? I'm going to go with it because it's a really fun rabbit hole here. There is an actual historical figure, um, and Uni has this built into his wiki over on the uh, Cryptarchs subreddit. So if you have interest in this type of stuff, definitely check that out. But there's there's a connection here between Ibn Battuta, who was a medieval Berber Muslim traveler and scholar. And the cool thing about this individual was he is recognized as one of the greatest travelers of all time. And on top of that, there is a center named after him. as a research ins- institute in Morocco. And they their entire purpose is to test rovers, landers, and instruments for the exploration of Mars and the moon. And so it was just a really cool little tie-in to an actual historical figure who is known for being a travel writer and for walking into places that people have not been in hundreds of years and doing everything that this this trivia right here was speaking of, that's actually what this guy did in real life. And so that is the Batuta 1.0. Uh, it's It's Hunter leg armor, but it's a green, so you probably won't keep it. And then the other the other fun one is the Ruin Wings, which you know everyone loves. Their exotic equipment, and this is the Titan.
1: The Ruin Wings are amazing.
0: I figured I figured, has I figured our resident Titan would have something to say about the Ruin Wings,
1: dude. For PVE, how do you beat Ruin Wings? I mean, I will say that you don't get heavy cakes as often as I feel you should, but when you do, they like fill Philip, all your ammo. All your, who, who, who doesn't love extra heavy balls.
0: So the Ruin Wings says...
1: Talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no. So the the Ruin Wings have, have a quote on them that says, In the garden grows a tr- tree of silver wings. The leaves are ruined, the bark disaster of the seeds we do not speak. It's just another really tenuous connection <laughs> here.
1: No saying that that is connected to the the black garden is a stretch a little bit. I mean, they do capitalize garden. Mm-hmm. But they don't say anything about it being dark. Well, which but black garden again, is called black.
0: Right, but again, there's not a lot of terminology being used for garden
1: in the game. Does I can see it. I can definitely see the um feeling like that could definitely be related to the black garden though especially i mean actually i didn't really see that many trees in there a lot of green but not that many trees and the leaves did not feel like ruin so i uh, shoulder charged through them
0: right and the uh the fun the fun thing about the ruin wings is that it, there's there's kind of a every time i read this there's a connection in my head to the specific myth of Vigastril in Norse mythology. And this is the site. Of, so there's a, there's actually a ton of cool things about this, but it's the sacrifice of Odin um which is from there's there's an actual quote on uh the Ham- Havamal and it says I hung I know that I hung on a windy tree nine long nights wounded with a spear dedicated to Odin myself to myself. On that tree of which no man knows from where its roots run, and so the thing about Odin is, first off, there's a lot of references to Odin being somewhat related to the Traveler, and because of the sacrifice of Odin, the crucifixion of Odin, and because again, the the giant gapping hole in the Traveler, and then the fact that Odin, you know, was wound, he was it's it's very similar to the uh the passion of the Christ and you know, in the Christian faith and then all that. But the the other really interesting thing about Yggdrasil is that it's mentioned in its description is that this tree was created it was it was burnt into ash. And this ash has three roots which grow in three directions. And this goes on to detail how it su- this tree suffers agony more than men know because of this it is the noblest of trees. And on this tree that is that is being, you know, ashed and everything like this, there is there's is an actual squirrel. And the squirrel carries what's called malicious messages from a character up on the top to a serpent or a worm that gnaws at the root of the tree, which is the wor- in which the root that it gnaws at is the root that covers the world of darkness or niflim. And there is a whole host of what they call worms underneath this tree. And there's the quote that says, then there's more than any fool can imagine, but it's just a, it's another kind of connection to the game. the, The entire game of destiny is because you have, you have Odin sacrificing himself on this tree who is now, you know, got the roots, which are three roots, which are the past, present and future. Being gnawed on by the the dark, the creatures of the darkness or the world of the darkness you know and it, trying to free the world of the dark i mean it's just there's th- the connections to north mythology within destiny is just staggering when you start actually looking at a lot of this stuff, so that's why I brought up multiple that's actually why I brought up ruin wings is because it's just really fun to to look at and it's also because it does oh. mention the garden.
1: Yeah, and I the, like that one theory that we read from where like the traveler was kind of like uh, the guy that would get sacrificed to birds every day.
0: Oh, for uh, Prometheus. Passing around fire
1: he shouldn't. Yes, like where it compared the traveler to Prometheus, and um, the darkness is really just punishing him right now. That's why he's still incapacitated after the song because he's getting gutted pretty much every day. For passing around the light, right. just kind of like fire, like that's with the way, like you said, it, it compares mythology. It's good theory,
0: but I'm pretty sure that actually we actually managed to. T- well, let's see what what did I miss? I know I missed something from the chat. I'm pretty sure I missed something.
2: Oh uh, well, it was pretty intense chat. I'm sure we missed a couple things. Yeah, I'm
0: sure we did. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. We got we got the we got the vex ducks. We got the black garden as a bellwether. The black water. The black heart. God. Black water. The. Um, wow. Blackheart, yeah, that was a. Uh, what was that? What was that cartoon? Growing up.
2: Dark Wasn't water.
0: Dark water. That's what I was. Yeah, man. Jeez. Um, black heart. As random. Deep, yeah. No, I know. I was like, what is going on with my brain tonight? Um, the, the geometry, the blocking the flow. We did talk a little bit about the Black Garden as potentially a time-locked pocket universe, and the explanation for that was a very Whovian explanation. Um, anyone who watches Doctor Who will recognize the concept of time-lock. Anyone who doesn't, also. it's going to be really difficult. It, it's basically a a section of the physical universe that has been locked out of the flow of normal time. So it it's basically you take I mean and that's where that explanation of taking a cup of water out of a river and then setting that cup back into the river. So the river is still flowing around the cup and the the you know the flow of time is uninterrupted, however that cup which is now separate from the time is exactly that separate from time. There's still flow inside the cup, but it is not the same flow as outside. And so that's why the explanation there was when we walk into the black garden that that through that gate that's literally us walking through the, you know, for lack of a better word, keyhole into the time-locked dimension that the black garden is and that's why when we defeat the black heart it snaps us back into mars so
2: so that's almost like a warp or slip space travel right right you're you're still flowing in the stream but your relative motion within the garden is at a zero point so you're relatively mm-hmm. you're standing still but you know uh you're yes, actually still yes. in the time stream right
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So, I mean, there is a connection to the cabal. Um, obviously, the Garden Spire. We, you know, run into the Blind Legion
2: on that point. Yeah, I just, I don't think they know what they're what they're screwing with. Um, when you run into the them. Primus,
0: <laughs> the Primus. Like, no one, it says on his card, no one knows what fascination the Vex hold for the leader of the Blind Legion, but Primus Shaw has put his command at great risk by pushing into lands occupied by the machines. Like, so he, like, he knows something. Of course, he doesn't know anything anymore since we shot him, but... He's so dead. He is so, so dead. He is such a... mm. (laughs) But, um... So like they I mean they built the base around the garden spire and you know there there is obviously he he knows something but yeah we don't know what we he knows. There is a random and this is a thing that was later in the chat. There is the guard the groundskeeper, the Vex groundskeeper um who was a uh It actually, it was interesting. So, the Blood in the Garden mission, which is where we find the groundskeeper, which is how we get the exotic version of No Time to Explain. No, wait. Yes? No Time to Explain. Right? Is that right? Okay.
1: It was originally called the
2: Stranger's Rifle. Right. right, Eh, right. Don't worry about that one.
0: But, so the cool thing about these missions on this one was this actually showed us that Pratith has been in the Black Garden. Um, On top of, we also know that Tevis, which is the hunter that we get the Duskbow from, has been in the Black Garden. So we're not the first Guardians to actually physically be in the Guardian, either the Garden. Um, Praetith and Tevis, we know, have both been there. Because uh, Pradith's ghost, which we we reclaim um, in Paradox, has files about the Black Garden. And it says, the Black Garden sprawls before me. It twists and shifts almost too fast to follow. Sometimes grounded on Mars, sometimes, sometimes somewhere else, through its twisting passages lurk, lurches a hulking construct called forth by the faith of the soul progeny. The groundskeeper keeps them safe. Um, so, a couple things to unpack from that. First off, this is definitely a reference to the Minotaur um, myth uh, mythology from Greek, and the Minotaur and the labyrinth. And then also, it confirms that the soul progeny are actually called. As the last line of defense against the Blackheart, or for the Blackheart, um, they expect the groundskeeper to keep them safe, and so that's where that con- that whole thing is. And so there's there's this giant groundskeeper walking around in the garden, which again confirms that the view of the Vex as the gardeners of the garden is pretty spot on, in my opinion. And then there's this really really fun little tidbit that no one seems to catch. There is a character in the undying mind strike who goes by the name of Morgath, the Lorekeeper. And it is a taken. <laughs> oh God, I got so mad about this. There is a taken. It's a taken hive night, which is found at the end of the undying mind strike only during the hunger pains quest line. And as part of this, yes. Well, you okay. Yes. Eris sends you to find out more about the history of their hive. We just kill this guy. This, this this knight knows the entire history of the Hive, and we just shoot him. And from killing him, you get a, an item called Essence of the Feast. But the, as a lore individual, a person who is completely focused on lore, you just shot the person who knows the history of the Hive. Like, What? <laughs> what? Why? Why did you? Yes,
1: because because he's squishy. High. Yes, (laughs) you don't hesitate. You murder that son Uh, of a
0: bitch. No, (laughs) it's like I was reading. I was reading something. I was like, Morgath, the lorekeeper. Who is this? And I was talking to Uni and he was like, Oh yeah, that's the knight that you just kill. You what? You you what now? So yeah, I think that was. believe that's actually the extent of the chat I don't think I'm forgetting.
1: yeah except we forgot the pain theory of the week Not a board. See,
0: I nearly I nearly got there I nearly got there Justin nearly pain
1: there was, there was, <laughs> no then there was actually a few that popped in my head but um
2: so you just admitted you know, you your, up- you're inventing these <laughs> <laughs> Oh! 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 If you oh, don't no, no, know no. that right now, what <laughs> can the I? Hell?
0: Can I really touch on something really fast? Actually, two things.
2: Phrasing. Phrasing. Go for it.
0: Okay. First off, <laughs> going back to the Dark Tower, um, the reason why I keep coming back to the Dark Tower is because if you look at the architecture that is presented in the artwork from Stephen King's the series, um, and then you look at vex structure they are actually really, really similar. Um, the concept art of the Black Garden is the best way to do this. But if you just search for Dark Tower art and look at the tower and then compare it to the Tower and Spires from the Vex uh, and especially the Black Garden, you'll see that they are almost identical in, construct- like in architecture styles. There is also a, um, and I mentioned this at the beginning, there is a f- a field full of red roses in the Black Tower, and this is this is very very close to the end. And Willie, I am not going to spoil anything. It's not it's not anything. Suspicious. I will murder you. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's called the Can the Can Ka No Re, and that translates into the Red Fields of None. And it's very similar to the Legends card. These roses that filled up this field were known to whisper and draw people to the Dark Tower. And they were able; they were really renowned for being able to rip open individuals' hands, unless you actually pluck them from the ground. At which time they became harmless because they were no longer connected to their power source. And their call was strongest at sunset. Now, the legends card doesn't have a specific time of day noted. However, it does talk about shadows lengthening. Um, so that's a connection I might be just reading into that a bit too much. But the flowers in the Kenkado no Ray were described as dusky pink on the outside, fierce red on the inside, and have a center as yellow as the sun on the in, in the the iris. And they are also they also had somewhat ontological capabilities because they were actually. I'm not going to finish that sentence because I promised Willie I wouldn't ruin anything. There are, there are ontological capabilities of the flowers as well. Now. The last trivia note that I, I actually found, and this was when I was looking for the Vex Ducks information, there is a warlock artifact called the Oddly Colored Cube. And there's really nothing super important about this, except that apparently this cube was returned to the tower by one individual by the name of Galada Toyet. Now, okay, that's not that big of a deal except Galada Tuyet was actually a leading weapons scholar and the warlock leader of Fireteam team Tuyet who were known for their research of we- Vex weaponry. And this is the fire team that was actually lost on Venus years prior to us, to our guardians arriving at the tower. They actually are, there's a theory that fire team Tuyet was actually responsible for the creation of plan C because they were trying to replicate the Vex mythoclast. Um. Now, according to city records, she was also the last guardian that Banshee-44 designed a custom weapon for prior to our guardian. So, there is that little tidbit. And, on top of that, the individual who is telling us this information is a person who goes by the name of Desponia Kore. And, the cool thing about that is Desponia, in Greek mythology, was the daughter of Demeter and Poseidon. And, she was one of the primal gods of the Greek mythos. So... That's all my trivia for the for the night.
2: All right, now back to <laughs> oh, the oh, sorry, important pocket stuff. pocket
0: infinity, not Plan C. Pocket infinity, thank you,
2: thank you, Ethan. Either way, epic fail. You cannot recreate yeah. Mythoclass. <laughs> Absolutely can't recreate Pocket Infinity either. No
1: okay. RMP Pocket Infinity. We hope uh, to see you again someday. Uh. All right. So now back to the important stuff. You look at the soul, divisive, and what do they worship? They worship where they feel they have the best chance of survival. Where is your best chance of survival? I'll answer for you. It's with (laughs) Payan. Oh, God. Why do you think they get all pissed off? They were praying to Payan, and you just walk up, you and your ghost, talking all this nonsense... Interrupting their prayers, I'd shoot at you too. So, pain theory for the week. The soul divisive, we're actually praying to pain, not the deep, not the formless one, not the darkness, not the heart. Confirmed. That's it. Go on, Blue. Get us out of here.
0: Um, okay. So-
1: I think I left Blue speechless. I want Dan, you Willie. For a second there, I um, actually got blue speech. Oh shit.
0: Lord, 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 Lord! This has been a, a very
1: interesting podcast. So, well, I was gonna say that Pujari was paying at first, so be happy.
0: Yeah, and then I kind of lowballed that to you, didn't I? Just kind of, you you thought it was too easy?
1: Yeah, it, it was <laughs> too easy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was like, I gotta go off the wall this week. I haven't went that far off the wall in uh, quite some time, so well, I was when Justin brought up uh, the Vex praying. Oh, I'm like, lord. okay, oh lord, uh, gotta, so, gotta throw that in there. It's gotta happen.
0: Well, I have, I do have a couple of really big shout outs. Um, first off, Bell Bell Bunny has she she is putting together a Midwest Destiny meetup and that's going to be focused i if i'm remembering this correctly it's going to be up in illinois in some in somewhere we don't know the details just yet um we're still we're still working she's still working through all that process but she is she is starting to put out a a t-shirt campaign to help kind of cover the costs because anyone who has kind of attended one of these things knows that this is not a cheap thing to do and really we're not really they're not asking for a lot of money that's just you know hey help us put this on so that everyone can get together if you're at all interested in going or even if you're not the shirt is really cool looking Joe designed it and it's a really cool design Um, go check her Twitter out Uh, it's just bell Bun. actually I'll just I'll just link it Um, it's bell bunny but it's with numbers instead of letters and it's all sorts of fun confusing stuff Um. However, the other really big announcement that I have to make is that on April 16th at noon central, we three are going to be joining the podcast host over at Return to Orbit for a team podcast. I don't really know what you would call it, a a group podcast podcast. It's going to be absolutely insane. It's
1: called a sloppy mess. It's going a mashup.
0: To go, it's going <laughs> it's a to be mashup, absolutely yes. insane.
1: It's um, a mashup. If you guys, of awesome. If,
0: if you guys haven't listened to Return to Orbit, really give them a listen. They're 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 an absolute blast to listen to. They they kind of cover more um, the actual game mechanics. So like the the fourth the breaking the fourth wall and kind of explaining mechanics behind it. Whereas we kind of focus more on in-game lore, they have they have lore segments. We are actually going to be talking about the Prison of Elders because April sixteenth is going to be four days after the April update, so we will have a fresh look at Prison of Elders. Hopefully by that time, and we'll have you know some fresh thoughts on everything that's going on with there. I'm hoping
1: to have Malik taken down by that time, so I can have his card and see what's going on with all that.
0: And then for the rest of us mortals, we'll just use Star Collective, but. So that that will be a <laughs> giant giant mash of because I think they have 3 people on their team there'll be the three Awesomeness. of us. We're going to be streaming it and just prepare yourself. If you can make it, please please do. Um I will we will be It
1: should be interesting, out, I feel.
0: We will tweet out the details on where to uh to head whether it be on our Twitch account or their Twitch account or if we might even set up a multi Twitch. So those are my announcements
2: um big shout out to mel wind of the stars for coming on for the elder scrolls podcast um had a great time even though i know nothing about elder scrolls she made it fun blue made it fun too good good job blue good job um and uh just a big shout out to the chat moving a little bit faster than i could keep up this week Good job! A lot of new members, and it's going along at a really nice clip. So, and uh, as always, Dod Chat White Crew, and I'm done.
1: All right, my nice shout outs this week, as always, Dod Fox X1. Love you guys. Always going to be there for you. Um, like Justin said, shout out to the the chat, man. Like everything's blowing up and uh it's a good thing though like you just you leave for an hour even just like a half hour sometimes and all of a sudden you missed 100 plus messages and you're like wow so definitely loving the way the chat's going right now shout out to paying of course paying we wouldn't be here without your brother thank you for being there for us always and shout out to rto because this is going to be interesting i think and i'm actually really looking forward to that blue personally
0: oh yeah i i know sure, they I, are doing it as well they are they are as well so i'm i'm really excited I'm, I'm
1: pretty, I'm, yeah i'm pretty stoked about it too dude like this is let's get some hype
2: yeah if if we proved anything friday it's it's really fun to take over podcasts
0: that is very true that is very true for those of you who don't know what we're talking about check out the d o d podcast um April Fools was a super serious episode that everyone should listen to with with that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over in the chat for coming to spend the evening with us. If you'd like to join us. Please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv/focusfirechat. Links to all our sites can be also found with our episode archives over at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at Focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback, questions, or topics that you'd like to see us tackle in the new YouTube videos that we're in the process of putting together: the Lore 101 series and Justin's Spinfoil Corner. We try to keep this to the scheduled Wednesday night streams of the chat starting at approximately 10 p.m. Central. But if we have any variations, we always will make sure to let everyone know through our Twitter account, which is at FocusFire Chat. So until next time, the lore band marches on.